When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm sorry, this is my podcast, and I am not voting against the magnificent buns of Christopher Maloney in round two. It's not going to happen. Buns and guns move on. Buns and guns are going to move on. They solve crimes and captivate our attention. Detectives on TV. Since at least the 1930s, detectives have been a staple of television shows. Most are procedurals, like the Law & Order contingent. A bunch are from prestige dramas, a la Sherlock. Some are comedies, think Monk or Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And some are even animated. Inspector Gadget counts. But regardless, there's something intrinsically fascinating about watching brilliant minds crack cases in an hour or less. And now, the great pop culture debate podcast wants to determine, who is the best TV detective of all time? Help me, Magnum P.I. I have a mystery that only you can solve. It's in my bedroom. Come quickly. Well, not that quickly. I'm your host, Eric Resniak. Please help me welcome my panel for this episode. She's here for the chung chungs because these detectives may be from separate shows, but they are not equally important. It's Amy Pilot. Hi, everyone. Um, Law and Order SVU, not the best Law and Order. Oh, no, she's dropping bombs from the beginning. Shit. Next, she lives in a small town. She writes books, but she hasn't committed. Excuse me. I mean, she hasn't solved any murders just yet. It's Kate Reculia. Give me time, Eric. You've already cut your swath through Cabot Cove. Where will you go to next? (laughs) You'll never know. (laughs) And finally, we have an extra special guest for this episode. While probably more comfortable getting assaulted by thugs in his Malibu beach trailer, he could just as easily snoop on you with a telephoto lens from his green LeBaron convertible or opine about running into assholes while donning a Stetson hat. Please welcome Josh Dugan of the Munch My Benson podcast. To quote Raylan Givens, you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. You run into assholes all day. You're the asshole. Um, For the record, I enjoy running into assholes all the time (laughs) or vice versa. (laughs) To learn more about how we came up with these top 16 TV dicks, check out the quick preview recap on our main feed or become a Patreon supporter of the podcast for exclusive access to the full part one. Make sure you also head to greatpopculturedebate.com to find the downloadable bracket for this episode so you can make your picks and play along with us at home. And with that out of the way, let's put out an APB for awesomeness as we move on to these debates. First up, it's a unanimous decision as one seed veronica mars cracked the case and five seed john luther from luther got booted from the competition next just one more thing the majority of the panel wants to move forward three seed colombo from colombo but amy remains transfixed by the steely gaze of two seed detective elliot stabler from law and order svu and organized crime amy why does stabler remain a very special unit indeed kate pull on the rumpled raincoat and slyly dole out facts in favor of colombo i'm gonna have Amy go first. So here's the thing. <laughs> Giant sigh. I, again, like the, we just sometimes run into these moments when we're when we're doing this show where I go, why are we having this conversation? Um, Elliot Stabler <laughs> left Elliot Stabler left Law and Order SVU and they literally brought that they made a whole new kind of bad show just because the world missed him. Um, he is everybody's daddy um he's a pretty good detective he does really well um you know he he's 
doesn't follow the law. There's really very little order. But we we spoke earlier, um, and something what we'll talk about regularly is what's your what's your rubric here? Um, and Josh actually said, "Who do you want to solve your murder?" I would come back from the dead if Elliot Stabler was solving my murder. <laughs> he would find the person who killed me, and I would be like, "Here I am, Daddy. I'm back." Um, I, so. <laughs> I realize this is not where you thought I was going. I'm not usually this person. Also, I'm usually on Disney podcasts, and that's so it's a little bit different. You're seeing a different side of me now. And I will talk about how I got into crime dramas and episodic, you know, detective shows. That was one piece of me. I got into Elliot Stabler because of Elliot Stabler, and I love him for everything that he is. I realize I'm not making like a a full argument here about why he's the best TV detective, other than there are just millions and millions of people fangirling and fanboying and fan-daddying over him because he's fabulous. Um, They made a bad show for him and people watch it. (laughs) Yeah. uh, um, You know, I wasn't expecting us to go to necrophilia (laughs) this early in the episode. As a justification, but I'm so glad we got there. So thank you for that. I'm jumping um, right Kate, in. T- Kate, talk to me about uh, Columbo. Oh boy, Columbo. He so Peter Falk as the he he is hard to beat in terms of like television detectives. His first appearance was in 1968, 1971. It was kind of a series of TV movies. He is a Los Angeles uh, police detective. He shows up in his rumpled uh, raincoat. Thank you, trench. Yeah. Trench coat, trench coat. And he's kind of, his hair is kind of a mess and he's smoking cigars and he's like, what are you putting the the thing? Walk me through this because I don't understand. Like, what's going on? And now I sound like Natasha Leone, who is obviously. I was going to say, Natasha Leone obviously, is basically the female Columbo. She is the female Columbo, which is absolutely explicit and poker face, which is a, a goddamn delight. Yeah. Um, and it is this sort of TV movie, um, episodic television movie that is the, the pleasure of watching someone solve crimes who is so he's he's a professional he's a detective but he also kind of comes into these situations as a little bit of an amateur he looks bumbling but he's not he's an excellent detective he is always thinking he's always putting stuff together peter falk's performance absolutely fantastic he uh so part of my rubric was like is he original for tv yes does he have a theme song not really Mm. um is he a good detective he's absolutely excellent and the like kate special sauce the pleasure of watching these shows, which I didn't realize the first time I started watching them, that the way a Columbo episode is structured, you are with the murderer at first, you know exactly who did it, you know exactly why they did it, and then the pleasure of the show is watching them go head-to-head with Columbo and watching him figure out how they did it, and I love him. It's a great argument. Uh, Josh, where are you on this one? I initially voted Columbo. I'm starting to feel conflicted. I mean, not just because I host a fucking SVU podcast, but... Uh, <laughs> I like watching Columbo, but I can't watch it a lot because every episode's, you know, an hour 10 to an hour and a half. Yeah, they're movies. Yeah, they yeah. are. Um, Stabler's a mess who we all love to watch solve crimes while knowing he, he'll never be able to outrun his problem, which is having a family. It, it, every, every time he's on a case that hits too close to home, he's like near meltdown, but he's still going to solve the case. I, I think there's more character to Stabler than Columbo. Columbo's just... 
Um, I think of Columbo and his personal struggles as, you know, once man odyssey against static cling. That's, that's really where I think <laughs> it begins and ends there. Um, but um, I, first of all, even if I did vote for Columbo, it's a tie and Stabler's a two seed. So he would advance. Um, and I'm sorry, this is my podcast and I am not voting against the magnificent buns of Christopher Maloney in round buns two. It's on. not going to happen. <laughs> buns and guns are going to move on. So Kate, I love you did a wonderful Thank job you. talking about Thank Columbo. you. You're all wrong, it's a, but anyway. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, moving on next, it's a unanimous decision as one seed Sherlock Holmes, the Benedict Cumberbatch version from Sherlock, deduced that four seed Mare Sheehan from Mare of East Town was simply no contest. Uh, next, it's prestige detective solving crimes with possibly supernatural overtones as three seed Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks and seven seed Rust Cole from True Detective are up at bat. I will exit the red room and speak on Dale Cooper while Kate gets on the case for Rust Cole. Um, I will say this about Dale Cooper. Twin Peaks changed TV in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We didn't have anything like Twin Peaks before it came out. And I think Dale Cooper was the through line for everybody, right? Right? He's this someone completely new to this bizarre town in the Pacific Northwest, and he is slowly, he's a very straight by the book dude, and he is peeling back this absolute wackadoo <laughs> case. And I, I tried for my rubric to try to figure out, are they good detectives? More often than not, it was very hard because most of these are procedurals, and they always find the the, the bad guy by the end of it regardless. Dale Cooper is a very good detective who is chasing leads that are effing wild, like things that you would never think to look at, Mm -hmm. right? And he is on it. So I do think that is remarkable. I think he's great. I will make the argument here, and I'm I'm excited for people to tell me that I'm an ignorant slut, um, but... It's interesting to me that only Rust Cole from True Detective got Mm -hmm. nominated for this bracket out of all of the detectives. And is he the best of all of them? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. With that, I'll hand it over to Kate. I think Rust Cole is the most pop culturally like punctured of all. like he's the one that who like hit the most in pop culture as a detective from true detective because it's matthew mcconaughey because it was this great this is like kind of the beginning of the mcconaissance we're like oh all right all right all right like there's something <laughs> there that's like deep and haunting and like i feel it i mean he is he's not an adaptation it's original for television i believe that nick i can't think of his last name i wrote it had written yeah, had written some like written some fiction, but like I believe that Russ Cole is is um original for television. It's a very specific, different point. It's a noir point of view. It's a existentialist, nihilist detective point of view, which you don't see necessarily outside of noir, right? Like this is taking it into a TV detective show and bringing this kind of noir sensibility to it. Um, but like this just kind of came out of nowhere. People got completely. A- like obsessed with it. Russ Cole is a terrific detective. He does not give up. He is a true believer, even though he doesn't really believe in anything, which is of course why the reveal in the end is that he does actually come to believe in something or like have, have an existential experience that is transcendent. Um, Dale Cooper is kind of the anti Russ Cole. He looks into Dale looks into the abyss and is like, Hmm, I'm going to have some pie. Like he's just, (laughs) he's just this like bulletproof kind of, I don't want to say he's like a cockeyed optimist because like he's sees some dark shit, but he just sort of keeps persevering. And, and I think what allows him to be a great detective in this 
wild situation that has no concrete solution and is actually about evil and its unknowable wildness, right? Like the way that Dale uses chance and there's that episode where he sets up the like, they're like throwing knives or something at something. He's like, we're going to try this experiment to like figure out how to, what our leads are. And like, that's David Lynch, A of all, (laughs) right? Like in his creative process. But that's also the way that... Dale Cooper is unlike any detective on TV before or since, with the possible exception of the the existential detectives on Board to Death, which I have not seen, but I hear is great. Okay, great. Uh, where are you on this one? Josh? Oh, I'm. Oh, sorry, I'm on Dale Cooper too. I didn't mention. Oh, okay. I argued for Thank Rust, you. but I'm on Team Dale. I'm, I'm <laughs> Josh, where are you? Team Rust. He okay. he won't let that case die for what seventeen years? It's somewhere in that ballpark. I think it's seventeen years, but that's just off the top of my mm-hmm. head. I just think it's Rust. I mean, I, I like Dale Cooper. Okay. Don't see the doggedness in Dale Cooper that I see in Russ Cole. Okay. Did Amy, you watch you The Return? I haven't watched The Return yet. I can't make myself do it. Amy, where are you? I don't have a super, super strong opinion here, but I love Matthew McConaughey. And I Matthew McConaughey might have a little bit of Elliot Stabler kind of going for him here, so... Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. Some of that energy. So Dale Cooper is a three seed. Russ Cole is a seven seed. I will say this, Kate, you made an interesting point. And I don't know if this is fair, but I'm going to take it that ultimately Dale Cooper is not a super successful detective because he's he can't solve the wildness of evil. And nobody can. Nobody can. Nobody can. Yep. Right. Like, but he doesn't stop. He doesn't stop. But there is something I find um, fulfilling and compelling as a viewer that Rust also went 17 years chasing this case, and he did finally get resolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be mad at me, Kate, but I think I'm going to give it to Rust as well. It's all right. It's cool. Me and Dale and Dougie. And Columbo. You're going to have a great... We're going to uh, have an amazing time. We're just going to yeah. like go to the old detective's home. Kate, and like, you did a really good job. You did a really Thank good you. job arguing for something that you weren't planning on voting for. So I mean, it's really your Russ own call. Cole is awesome. Pie for everyone. <laughs> Another unanimous victory, this time for one seed Jessica Fletcher from Murder, she wrote, who penned the unfortunate bracket demise of four seed Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Next, the panel is evenly split between two 80s icons, six seed Thomas Mack Magnum from Magnum PI and two seed Velma Dinkley from Scooby Doo. Josh, why should we continue to say aloha to Magnum? I will explain jinkies and try to rescue Velma. I'm going to have Josh go first. Ferraris and mustaches. Yeah, that's that's boom. the argument. Mic that's drop. it. Um, it is interesting to me that of all the eight, like none of the Miami Vice guys got put onto this list. I, that was another. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not Thomas Magnum. That's right. Uh, and so for my rubric, I will say. First, let's discuss the fashion. They are both icons. Magnum P.I. made it cool for men to wear barely buttoned Hawaiian shirts and short shorts, an Mm -hmm. aesthetic I literally wear to this very day that is not an exaggeration. (laughs) While Velma was giving us an autumnal fantasy with a baggy sweatshirt, pleated miniskirt, and knee socks. Hello, it's fashion. Look it up. They're tied. They're tied in that respect for me. Velma was literally the only member of Mystery Incorporated to bring anything of substance to the table. <laughs> it's true. She was smart. It's true. She was tenacious. She's the one who figured it all out before anybody else. And then she wouldn't say anything to like the last two seconds of the episode. She carries a lot of dead weight. Velma, she does carry like 
come on. I love Daphne. She's pretty. But what else is she bringing to the table? I mean, ascots, sure, Fred. But I I just, I don't get it. And I also have to say that Velma is kind of, um, she's pushing boundaries, right? So she is a canonically bisexual icon. And that happened long before the much reviled mini Kaling Velma series that released earlier this year. James Gunn intended for her to be romantically interested in Daphne in the early 2000s live action films. Mm -hmm. And in the Mystery Incorporated cartoon, it was also intended for her to be bi. I'm not sure why people lost their minds when Velma came out, but of course they did. Does that make her a great detective? I don't know, but she is different from anybody else on this list. Mm -hmm. That being said, and this is literally the truth, Magnum P.I. is one of the definitive sexual awakenings of my life. I have literally (laughs) in my living room hanging all of my 80s crushes, an illustration of them playing strip poker, Magnum P.I. is on it. That is the truth. (laughs) I can put a photo of it up on social media. I'm very swayable on this. Amy, where are you? Um, I'd have to give it to to Magnum here just because because of the mustache. I also need to make it very clear that we're talking about the OG Tom Selleck yes. Magnum PI oh, and not yes. the update. Yes. Nothing against it. I'm sure it's lovely, but we're talking about Magnum PI from the 1980s. Where are you, Kate? I am going to give it to Magnum PI because it was such a it, its influence on television. Uh, I think was was different than the influence that like Scooby Doo. I think influenced like kids and stoner culture. Uh, yeah, 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 and, and but and stoner culture, yeah. And just like culture in general, but I feel like Magnum PI influenced what was on our televisions. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. So I believe that is the votes for Magnum. So he will advance into next round. And for that, I have to say, my glasses. I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> That's the thing, right? Like she was the only one doing any detecting, but you could just like kneecap her if you took off her glasses. Like just yep. talk about a fatal flaw. <laughs> God bless her. Next, it's an SVU smackdown as four seed John Munch is currently poised to advance over one seed Olivia Benson. Mm. My God. Kate play good cop to ensure that munch advances to the elite eight i'll play bad cop and read you your miranda rights i mean in favor of olivia benson i'm gonna have kate go first here this is an impossible thing there's there, as we discussed in the open the beginning of the first episode there's i come from the standpoint that there is entirely too much law and order on this bracket <laughs> But Olivia Benson, up, kids. here we go. But <laughs> Olivia Benson is one of the ones that I would have put on a detective bracket regardless, along with Lenny Briscoe. We'll get to him. Um, but Munch, again, as we discussed, like Richard Belzer's, um, what's his first name? John. John. Richard Belzer. John Munch. John Munch, yeah. John Munch is a really unique television detective and that his character has showed up in 10 different television shows as this as this detective and sort of dick wolf spinoffs and procedurals and crime dramas etc but also on 30 rock and on what was the other one that was like arrested development as this character right like so that's he he is a linchpin in television and a detective that's my argument for him yeah yeah i can see it so now i'm going to tell you why you're all wrong um Olivia Benson is the longest running primetime live action character of all time. Josh is shaking his head. Is that not no, accurate? No, it is. I'm just disagreeing with you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Just disagreeing with the facts. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's it's America 2023. <laughs> Everything's up for grabs. Um, Mariska Hargitay has played her since September 1999. Damn! That is remarkable. And she has appeared in 538 episodes mm. of SVU mm. and 559 <laughs> in Law and Order overall. That is astounding. One of the characters she beat out for that superlative is one John Munch, who had appeared as a regular in seven seasons of Homicide Life on the Street and then 15 
remain on SVU, but Olivia is now two years up on him for that respect. Benson has moved up through the ranks of the NYPD from detective to sergeant to lieutenant and now is a captain. I can't think of another character in any long form fiction where you've legitimately followed their career like that. I actually genuinely find it impressive. She's also notable for her approach to the victims of the crimes. She was intended to be their voices, to give viewers insight into what they went through, but still had the agency to get justice. And I think she's been remarkably successful in that, especially because Olivia herself is a victim in her personal life, a daughter by rape, emotionally and physically abused by her mother. My final selling point, international music superstar, trademark, Taylor Swift, named her cat Olivia Benson. I rest my case. Amy, where are you? Munch. Um, you know what Olivia Ben <gasps> Olivia Benson might have some cats named after her, but was there is when you look up Detective Munch, is there also a Muppet? Because Detective Munch actually has a Muppet version of him on Sesame Street. He is the overall ultimate detective. Yep. John, I see a lot of agreement John, from Josh. The John Munch Muppet is so pure. Does he eat cookies? <laughs> Okay, that is how that is that is that is helping your your case. Josh, talk to me about you because I feel like you've got to have some conflicting thoughts on Olivia Benson as she is the other namesake. Actually, these are this is your podcast. The, welcome to your life, Josh. This is your podcast at war. Yeah, um, yeah literally, much my Benson. Um, I just I think it's too hard to undo the last like eight years of Olivia Benson the character. It's really hard to watch Olivia Benson do anything post-season 17 or so. It's just... This is way too close to home for me because I, I, sure. I have to, you know, sit through season 19 episodes uh, randomly. And there are so many really bad ones and bad ones where she's doing bad work. And Munch wasn't around for the bad old days. Uh, or the bad new days, rather. <laughs> I mean, part of the problem is they just needed to give Olivia storylines, but they're almost always sure. bad. Well, that's a very compelling argument. And the fact that someone whose podcast is named for these characters has mm -hmm. weighed in on which is the one to go with. Also, it's a three to one here. I have to cede the floor and we will advance John Munch into round three. Finally, it must be a weekend on cable because the Law & Order Marathon continues. It's six seed Finn Tutuolo versus Lenny Briscoe from RG Law & Order, oh, a two seed. Josh, explain why Finn should advance here. Amy, compose your ode to Briscoe. I'm going to have Amy go first as she has been like rhapsodizing both Lenny Briscoe and the late Jerry Orbach. As I said, from the start. Law and Order SVU is not the best Law and Order. Law and Order was the best Law and Order. And it was mainly because of Jerry Orbach. It, he pulled it together. He he worked with so many different types of partners in the show where he was working with Ray Green, he uh, with Ray, with Green. He uh, You want him to be your dad in some ways, even though he's this troubled former alcoholic. Um... He's got his own troubled backstory that, again, I think that something that we've talked about in and out here and why we basically just eliminate Olivia Benson is that you could have a backstory, but it doesn't become the story. Um, Lenny Briscoe sits through this show for 11 seasons 
And his story weaves in and out, but it's not the story. It's important to his character. You, t- you learn about his daughters and his fractured relationships. One of them eventually shows back up. She has a drug problem now. You see how that's related to him. And I think he's the most quintessential New York detective. Mm, um, yeah. You talk about a lot with Sex and the City that New York plays like the fifth character. Obviously, I think in Law and Order, New York plays a character. But... I don't know. I, I could go on and on about how much I love Lenny Briscoe. Um, That's, that, they did a great job laying the, the groundwork there. Josh, talk to me about Finn Tutuolo. Finn will go undercover for months and months to take down a narcotics ring, torpedoing his family in the process. Sure, he'll ask the questions you need it asked whenever something completely insane happens, but he'll also bust up daycare meth labs, Upper East Side child <laughs> sex slavery or child slavery rings, and child farm labor slash sex slavery rings, while having enough heart to make sure that the wrong guy shouldn't go away on something as piddly as a gun charge losing the weapon in transit. He'll call in ringers from the hip-hop community for juicy guest spots while studying for the sergeant's exam by playing a tape under his pillow while he sleeps. (laughs) Then he'll virtually always advocate for the victim, and if it's early season SVU, he'll be doing so while wearing sick fucking threads. The best question to ask here is who do you want to spend time with while having a crime solved? I think that answer is pretty clearly Finn. I don't know. That's I want to really drink with question. Finn. And you know who I can't drink mm. with? Lenny Briscoe. Well, he could have a Shirley Temple. Mm. Kate, where are you on this one? I think I have to give it to Lenny. I think he has that like crotchety kind of like, hey, New York energy. I gravitate toward it. I Have you watched a late season, like a recent episode when it doesn't have Finn? And do you see how much of a hole that leaves? Like, Well, mm-hmm. I haven't, but I can imagine. It's I can absolutely imagine. Unbearable. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> So I feel as though Kate and Amy are unlikely to sway here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, my vote is up for grabs. I gravitate towards Lenny, but I think you did a very good argument, Josh. That being said, Finn is a six seed. Lenny's a two. So even if I did, uh, well, I guess if I switched, no, even if I, if I, it would be Lenny regardless. Yeah. So we will advance Lenny into round three. That is the end of round two. We're going to take a quick break and pose for our mug shots. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, Squirrel Friends, Curtis here from the Great Pop Culture Debate. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the podcast. But did you know, much like RuPaul's Drag Race, if you're not a Patreon supporter, honey, you're only getting half the story. Our patrons at the $5 level gain access to exclusive content for each episode, where the debaters go from the top 32 competitors down to the sweet 16. It's like a whole bonus episode for each topic. So if you love our content and want more of it, head to patreon.com backslash great pop culture debate and become a Patreon supporter today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. And we are back for round three of our best TV detective debates. Before we get into the Elite Eight, I want our panelists to share their social media so people can use you as alibis when they inevitably commit murders. And also let us know what else you're working on. Amy, how can people find you? Uh, If you'd like to see some cute kids, an occasional dog, and my political views, um, you can find me over on Instagram, Amy Pilot. That's two T's, like an airplane pilot with an extra T, uh, on Instagram. Occasionally, I'm on the Twitter, but, you know, I think we're all leaving that space, so that's Amy SP83. And where I'm really at is on the Peloton, Amy Spins 83. Kate, where can people find you, and what else are you working on? I mean, technically, I'm also on the Cursed Bird at Kate Coolia, but not really, um, and not for much longer. Uh, but if you want to see pictures of my adorable cat, uh, Gomez and Ramona, I am on uh, Instagram at Gomez Rack. Um, and I am a writer of books, and my books are sort of quasi-mysteries. So my second book, Bellwether Rhapsody, is a cross between Glee and The Shining, and there's a little bit of like existential detecting. And my third book, Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts, is a little more of like an Indiana Jones treasure hunty thing, but there is like mystery elements to them. And there always dead bodies there are always dead bodies so just like in her real life and it's yes, true so yes feel free buy them from your favorite indie bookseller yeah <laughs> josh talk to us about where people can find you and a little bit about your podcast uh well i am on twitter and blue sky as old man dugan old man and then d-u-g-g-a-n we uh, i co-host a podcast about law and order svu which is apparently heavily featured in this episode of yes <laughs> great podcast debate or great pop culture jesus christ uh great <laughs> great pop culture debate um yeah so uh it's a ribald podcast that you wouldn't listen to on speaker at work thank you again for being <laughs> a guest this week and uh as for me you can find me at eric resniak that's e-r-i-c-r-e-z as in zebra s as in snake n as in nancy y-a-k on twitter and insta or just message at great pop culture debate on insta slash threads i don't know what the hell we're doing there but we're there or at gpcd on mastodon where we've actually um, been doing quite a bit so with that being said let's move on to round three before the commissioner fires us is this because i'm gay so we're just gonna go around the horn uh, first matchup. uh this is a long episode folks oh, I got my 
the first matchup. <laughs> it's uh, one seed Veronica Mars versus two seed Elliot Stabler. I'm going to start at the top of the order with Amy. Where are you on this I'm one? I'm probably not going to win. I'm just going to profess my love to Elliot Stabler, and I'm still going that way. Josh. V Mars. V Mars. Kate. I have to go Veronica Mars, but I, I also have to state for the record that all of these matchups are just like incredible two handers waiting to happen. Like oh, yeah. I would watch the special our our producers making a face about what a two hander is. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say uh Chris Maloney, I'm ready to give you a two hander whenever you're available. I'll take a two hander. Um absolutely, yeah. Um that being said, um I think I will give Across it to Veronica Mars. Crossover episodes. That's. (laughs) You can say your version. I'm sticking with mine. Um, I'm going to give it to Veronica Mars here. Um, I think she's a better detective and she had um, a more interesting impact on television. She's the only teenager, I believe, left on our list. She's uh, got a lot of gumption, you know? Um, And um, yeah, I'm I'm going against my own rubric here. A big part of that is which of these I'd like to bang. And listen, Kristen Bell's a gorgeous woman, but it's it's Elliot Stabler. So we will be advancing Veronica Mars into the final four. Next, it's one seed Sherlock Holmes versus our Cinderella story of the bracket, (laughs) Rust Cole from True Detective season one. You're thinking about the Uh, two-hander, aren't you? Always, always. Uh, I'm going to start with Kate. Uh, Are you Sherlock or are you Rust? And we haven't Uh, talked about Sherlock at all. So, yeah, I guess I'll I'll sort of talk a little bit my feelings about Sherlock. The first, like, couple series of that were brilliant and so fun. Benedict Cumbybuns is an excellent, excellent Sherlock. And the Stephen Moffat sort of, like, wheels within wheels. Look at how clever I am. It's, like, really, really, like, a good fit for the Sherlock story. Um, it loses its way, diminishing returns after he jumps off the roof of the hospital. No spoilers. Yep. Uh, but for a couple of seasons, it's really fucking brilliant. Um, I've been swearing a lot on this podcast. I don't know what that's about. It's fine. Uh, and, but, and so like, it's like a couple seasons of brilliantness, um, versus like the single season, uh, of true detective that rust Cole is in, which is just like exceptional. And in some ways, like we might come talk about this. Cause like if rust Cole goes up against the Mars, it's like, they both had two extraordinary, perfect seasons. I think I got to give it to rust because I never got tired of him the way I got tired of Sherlock. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Josh, where are you on this one? I think I still have to stick with Sherlock. I mean, I, I okay. think rust is just one season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the Sherlock seasons are short, Sherlock too. Altogether. They're very short. But wasn't yeah. True Detective only eight episodes? Maybe it was ten, Probably. but I thought it was eight. Maybe ten. Okay, so you're sticking with Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, it's close. These are all close, but I, I think okay. Sherlock edges it out. Amy? I, so I, I've never actually watched a whole episode of Sherlock, um, but I do know the Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, um, and I like him a lot. That season of True Detective was excellent. We're not talking about the show. We're not talking about what the best show is. Sure. Um, <laughs> in which case, Law and Order SVU would go out the window. But um, but so I for that I'm going to say Rust because I saw it. I enjoy the character. I would like him to solve mm-hmm. my murder. He would stick with it. Okay. So I have one for Sherlock uh, and two for Rust. Correct. Correct. 
I'm going for Sherlock here. Mm. And ultimately, it's because who's the better detective on TV is the way I'm coming at it. Mm. And I think Sherlock's detecting in that show is superlative. Yes, it's not an original TV to TV character, but I think that Moffat's interpretation of him is obviously still highly based mm-hmm. off of the source material, but very contemporary, very new, very clever, like, very clever, very clever. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I give it to also it's a one seed and a seven seed. So um, I, I have to honor that. Uh, I think Russ has had a great run, but I think it's time to to move him out. Uh, so all right, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sherlock Holmes advances to the final four. Next, Jessica Fletcher, a number one seed. We haven't talked about her at all. Mm. Versus Thomas Magnum from Magnum PI, a six seed. I'm going to start in the middle. Josh, where are you? Jessica Fletcher. All right, Amy, where are you? Jessica Fletcher. Kate Reculia. There is one answer. <laughs> and it is Jessica Fletcher. I will miss Thomas Magnum <laughs> and his um life-changing chest hair. Um, but uh I, I have to read the writing on the wall, uh, and that's writing that she wrote. So it's Jessica Fletcher yep. advancing to the final four. And finally, in a in a matchup that is sure to break uh poor Amy Pilot and Twain, it's John Munch versus Lenny Briscoe. Munch is a four seed, Briscoe's a two. I'm gonna start with Kate. Where are you? I I'm a chaos demon. I'm gonna give it to Munch. Because of the 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 sheer wild wonderfulness of him being in so many shows as one character, and like Lenny okay. Briscoe is fantastic, but Lunch is Lunch, <laughs> Lunch, Munch, Munch is the er detective in that way for okay. for NBC properties. <laughs> sure, Josh, where are you? I don't find myself presently wanting to watch old. Law and Orders, the original series. I think that's got to be the determining factor between these two. It's super close, but like, do I want to watch a peak Neil Barry years SVU with Munch heavily featured? Absolutely. And it's also not Briscoe, my Benson. Yeah. So I think, yeah. Um, which is even more filthy. Amy, (laughs) you said you might abstain from this, but I do need to ask you for a vote. Where are you? These are my daddies, but in a very different way than Elliot Stabler. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's your zaddy. He is my mm-hmm. yes. 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 Um, I, I could go either way on this. I actually do really like the, the, the argument that Kate just gave. So I'm going against my own bracket because I actually originally had Lenny Briscoe winning this for, for the whole thing. But again, that was eight months ago when I filled out the bracket. So I think that now, yeah. after being reunited with the Sesame Street version of Munch, it is Munch. <laughs> I love that that is the capstone to the argument. That's perfect. He's, to me. he's essentially the what we're introducing to children is this is the quintessential TV detective, guys. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I, to me, he's like the multiversal detective. He's everywhere, everything, all yep. at once. Yep. Yes. All right. So there we have it. John Munch is advancing to the final four. Whew. That is it for round three. We're going to take a quick break to interview our special celebrity guest star of the week who absolutely committed that murder in question. We will be right back after these messages. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And we are back with the final four of our best TV detective debate. At this point in the show, I always like to take a step back and see if the final four matches up with where I thought I would, we would go. Um, I think overall it's 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 pretty pretty solid. I'm, I'm glad that we have one Law and Order representative after having 320 in the original <laughs> bracket of 32, which is especially impressive. But I think you've got a nice uh, kind of diversity in terms of eras of show of types of show you've got prestige you've got teen you've got classic uh kind of um murder of the week you've got the law and order franchise i think it's a really good final four and we're going to jump right into it first up it's veronica mars versus sherlock holmes and these are both one seeds i'm going to start with our special guest josh which one are you going with veronica mars for all intents and purposes veronica mars is taking down murderers sometimes mass murderers while not even being able to drink legally, all while working side <laughs> cases on a weekly basis. She does this all surreptitiously, having to hide most of her investigations from her loving father, a very capable, wrongly disgraced former sheriff. Virtually every person she's investigating is bigger than her and could very quickly fuck her up. Yet she virtually never gets bested. She does this all with just a best friend with access to the school's records, a bud who's a teen hacker, an on-again, off-again love interest with a massive self-destructive streak, but who'll throw down with anyone if she's in trouble, and a, put, and a pit bull named Backup. She bolsters her slipshod support network with an ability to outsmart just about anyone, even if that means getting a little sketchy on the way. And whatever you do, don't fucking cross Veronica Mars. She will not forget, and you will get your comeuppance. We live for pettiness on this podcast. Signature so. color. That's right. We love it. Uh, Amy, where are you on this one? Veronica Mars. Kate. I have a shirt that says always take backup. So, Aww. yes. <laughs> Veronica Mars. <laughs> and that's something she's a cat person. So I am. Yeah, I am. Um, I will make it a clean sweep. As much as I said, uh, Sherlock Holmes is great in the, the previous round. I do believe that he's great. Mm-hmm. Veronica Mars is an original for TV creation. Yes. And therefore, to me, is going to trump Sherlock in this respect. Um, and she also ticks basically every other box that I have. Mm-hmm. So uh, Veronica Mars is into the final two. Next, it's Jessica Fletcher, a one seed versus John Munch, a four seed. Ooh. Mm. Um, I'm going to start with, well, Kate, you haven't talked about Jessica Fletcher at <sighs> all yet. And I know you're dying too. I am. Ha! But not murder. Murder. <laughs> yep. So Jessica Fletcher is the, am I using this word correctly? The apotheosis, the Zenith. She is, she is the greatest television detective she is an amateur she is proof of concept what if miss Murple was agatha christie and mm-hmm. was writing those books but was an incredibly intelligent oh someone someone's someone's the highest point in the development of something apotheosis thank you producer curtis yes i used that <laughs> word correctly go me um that comes from growing up watching a shit ton of murder she wrote <laughs> so uh 
the worldview. So Murder, She Wrote was developed by the same people who developed Columbo. And I think a lot of what they did with Columbo, they refined in Murder, She Wrote, where she's she's an amateur. She's different. It's just an hour. There are tons of guest stars. My God, watching the show, it's like a thousand hey, it's that guys. And and she solves a murder in, in the full, you know, 45 minutes, whatever, with, with commercials. She solves it with tenacity, with observational acuity, with... Uh, compassion she's extremely compassionate um and her her worldview on murder which is what feels sort of what felt like really revelatory to me as a kid was that humans do bad things and it's you can still enjoy life <laughs> like right which is why people keep coming back to the cozy murder mystery right like she's the anti-rust coal she is I, I don't even know if i would say she's an optimist she's just sort of like well we'll just carry on she's a good yankee stock that's like well you you murdered your best friend with poison because you found out she was sleeping with your husband but i still have friends <laughs> Uh, the shows are, you know, they, they do kind of get diminishing returns after a while. Angela Lansbury, as a as the force behind the show, like worked like a beast for years. Uh, Angela Lansbury would advocate for older actors to be in episodes of Murder, She Wrote to help them with residuals and help me make sure they could continue to keep their side cards and get their insurance and all this stuff. I love that. Right. Just like the whole enterprise of it is so like beyond the detective stuff of it, like just like good, compassionate, like being a person making media. Right. That's in the background, but she's a terrific detective, and the theme song is iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me, Amy, as I throw it to you for a vote, that we missed an opportunity to have a Mrs. Potts versus Lumiere yes. in the final four matchup. Yes. And uh, I'm sure Amy is over here fuming right now, but Amy, it's oh. Mrs. Potts versus the Munch Monster from Sesame Street. Kate, you were going to say one last There time. was another thing I was going to say. We do, by choosing Jessica Fletcher and Murder, She Wrote, get backdoor Jerry Orbach and Magnum P.I. because there is a crossover between Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote. And Jerry Orbach showed up on a backdoor pilot that never went anywhere as a uh, Boston private detective named Harry McGraw on Murder, She Wrote. So Kate, we're talking about the this, ecosystem. <laughs> you are going to pitch backdoor Magnum P.I. Yes! across my plate after everything we've been going Back through this door, episode jerry orbeck and magnum pi I, i'll pass on jerry but magnum will have words amy where are you between munch and uh just place um <laughs> i hold on i'm gonna find out if angela lansbury was on sesame street i'm sure, I'm sure she was but but I'm sure she was but, but munch has his own character like olivia um mariska hargitay has also been on sesame street but like as mariska hargitay Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure many of these people have. Richard Bell's got a Muppet. Um, I understand that I will probably not win this battle, and I understand we're probably going to say goodbye to Law and Order now. Um, with that said, I still do love, 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 love John Munch, and I, to Josh's point, could go back at any day and put on an episode of Prime Prime Munch talking to the people with the tinfoil hat, um, <laughs> which was one of my favorite episodes. And I could watch that over and over again because he was truly brilliant um, in all forms of of him showing up as Detective Munch across the detective world. So you're going. I'm going to stick with Munch and I understand I'm probably going to lose. Josh, where are you on this one? Munch. 
So that's two for Munch, and I'm the deciding vote here because mm-hmm. in a tie, Fletcher wins. She's a one seed. Munch is a four seed. I think Munch's votes were diluted because there were so many Law & Order people on this bracket. I, I absolutely think that was going on. however when i was initially putting together this bracket and immediately was thought like what are the ones that come to my mind jessica Jessica fletcher Fletcher. was easily the first one like immediately to my mind she still has pop culture penetration the gifts (laughs) kate are you trying (laughs) i'm not actually started this episode with talking about necrophilia and you keep going i i I Um, brought the necrophilia to the table yeah, I know. I know. I know. Thank you, Jamie, for that. Sorry. Um, no, but uh, in all seriousness, um, it is like you were saying that Law & Order uh, Munch was kind of your introduction to detectives. Murder, she wrote, was for me, for sure. I remember it being on when I was a kid, watching it. My dad was cutting my toenails, right? Like, it's been on. It was on forever. And um, I think she is. She ticks my boxes. She has. She's an incredible detective, and she's iconically TV. Mm-hmm. Um. I also am the fan of the theory. Like, how many how many people did she serve solve their murders? How many hundreds, hundreds of people? Hundreds, right? Hundreds. And how likely is it she killed most of them? Because it's pretty likely. <laughs> who is involved in that many murder cases? And at no point does someone be like, "Can we have a conversation, like, just between us in private? Like, what is happening with this?" The woman? murder rate in Cabot Cove. I'm just gonna like crazy, just gonna say that. crazy. Don't yeah. go there. No, <laughs> stay away from Maine um, entirely. Well, yeah. Um, but I think for me that like I I go to Jessica Fletcher as my go to one. I realize that my law and order colleagues here are probably furious with me right now. But <laughs> Jessica is the one that I think of as the better detective. I mean, Josh, you'd made the argument, I think, at one point that like Munch very rarely drives the actual detective work in yeah. an episode. Yes. Correct. Well, in yeah. an episode of us. He's. As for you, yes. Um, but to me, Jessica Fletcher's where I go to when I think of TV detectives. I'm sorry. So please forgive me, Amy and Josh. That's a tie. And a one seed would go to the final two, which gives us a final two of Veronica Mars versus Jessica Fletcher. Two women. Mm. Didn't see that coming. Woo! And I, I love this. Sisters are doing it for themselves. I'm going to start with our special guest. Who you pick here? Veronica Mars. Veronica Mars. Amy Pilot. Jessica Fletcher. Kate, I have a feeling. I Yes, although I love Veronica Mars. They both have banging uh, theme songs. Veronica Mars had one perfect season. Uh, Jessica Fletcher shaped culture for years and continues to shape it and touch it. Yeah, it's Jessica Fletcher. I just... I'm sitting here in my mind and I see the meme of her hungrily eating, eating a the bowl popcorn. Of... Yes. That's the I Patrick McGowan episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I'm giving it to uh, Jessica Fletcher. I'm very sorry, Josh. You've been a great sport. Thank you for coming. Uh, there you have it. Our pick for the best detective winner is Jessica Fletcher from Murder, She Wrote. Do you agree? Do you think we should turn in our badges and leave the force in shame? Tell us how you really feel by leaving a comment on this episode at greatpopculturedebate.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Mastodon. While you're there, make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast so you can hear about what new debates are coming soon, vote in open polls, and even decide which topics we tackle next. If you really enjoyed this episode please take a minute to like and rate the episode on apple spotify or whatever platform you listen on i want to say thank you to my panel next on our list is detecting where in the world carmen san diego actually is and thank you for listening if you loved what you heard please consider supporting us on patreon where you can get even more exclusive content and you get episodes a whole day early we hope you have a good one and remember everyone is entitled to their wrong opinions 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.